Hello and welcome to this festive episode of DWN Productions THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com and the YouTube page. Hey Joe, you're all you're all decked out for the season, the season yeah. for pleasing. Decked the halls I did with the balls of holly? What does shit mean? Anyway, yes. It is our special Christmas episode. We do this, of course, early because we're not going to record on Christmas. Because, you know, it's for family and all that. Uh, thank all of you, though, for taking a little bit of time out of your Christmas gift wrapping or Hanukkah celebrations, if that's still going on, you know. For just or, your life. Yeah, yeah. You're probably making pastries or something, but you can listen along as you're making some of those Christmas pies and puddings and things of that sort, you know. Tom, how have you been, sir? Oh, man, I've been all right. It was another week of working, so uh, thankful for that. And then, uh, old, uh, what was it, yesterday? Saturday, headed on out to the old... uh, Houston Horror Film Festival Holiday Pop-Up Market at uh, Eureka Heights Brewing. I got there in about... Hey! Thanks again for having us out. I appreciate it. You know, uh, it's fucking nice that you guys throw on this event that I'm able to see friends that I don't get to see all the time. So, I appreciate you for that. You know, it's kind of cool seeing, like, the same people every couple months or so like fucking as we talked about the word community is kind of you know you can say it how you want but it's like oh hey that guy's still not dead good for him that's cool shit like that so uh you know it's just nice seeing the people even though i don't talk to any of these motherfuckers but thanks guys i uh fuck I appreciate it. Still not right. Jesus Christ. All this mirrored bullshit. But yeah, I got there at a... I can't remember what the fuck time. Pulled up to the small-ass parking lot to load in. And, uh, you know, all the spaces were taken up. Because uh, from what I heard, all the wrestlers parked there. Because this was a pop-up market and a wrestling match. So, uh, I unload the car and shit. Not a whole hell of a lot. I was going for more to hang out. I didn't anticipate selling anything. Surprisingly, I did sell one thing. So, hey, thank you, buddy. And everybody else who got my used shit. Thanks for that, too. I hope you enjoy it. Because I didn't. That's why I was selling those movies, you see. (laughs) Anyways, uh... Parking is on the street, and I fucking hate that shit. I will rarely ever go anywhere that you have to park on the street. Uh, like 10, 15 years ago, I was on in Houston, parked on the old street there. I was 11 feet from a stop sign. Parallel parking there. Came back. Oh, got a ticket for parking too close to a fucking stop sign. 
So I was driving back and forth down the street like a mile, just back and forth, waiting for what I would think would be acceptable parking spaces. And I found one, it looked like, in front of a dilapidated crack house, half a mile away from the fucking place. I was like, man, fuck this. This is all I got. What the fuck? Joe, I called him up. That's you. I said, man, I don't know. I think I'm going to fucking leave. I'm going to come back and get my shit and just get the fuck out of here. Because fuck this shit. But I wasn't so jovial, jubilant. Yeah. I wasn't so right. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. It was more like that. How would you say it was, Joe? Uh, Tom's not in the best of moods. The day's just started. It hasn't even really begun yet, you know? And Tom is like, yeah, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck this. You know, this, this is fucked. This is fucked. Uh, so, you know, that's my Tom impression, in case you didn't. You know. It's pretty good. Yeah. But no, I uh, told Tom, I was like, well, let's see. Let's see where you're at. Whatever. I'll help you get some shit down. And so I'm walking over there with Tom. I say, hey, why don't you park right fucking there? That's a parking space right there. He said, that, it... No, that's not a parking. Yeah, there's space right there. There's not a fire hydrant. There's not a sign anywhere that says no parking. There's a But car- I thought that it would be too close to their driveway. That was my thinking, because I didn't want a ticket or get towed for parking too close to somebody's driveway, especially it's something I wasn't, you know, I was confident I wasn't going to get a whole lot of income from, and it was just, you know, have a good time. So after some cajoling, Tom moved his car, parked it, you know, and, uh, and then he was ready to finish setting up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, the event opened. The brewery opened. Tom bought some beers and complained a bit about that because he's still in a in a dour mood. You see, Tom wanted to buy an old six-pack and just drink it there, uh, which I see as a reasonable thing. Hey, you know, you're buying their beer. You're going to drink it on premises, but... They don't sell canned beer to be drank on premise. Strange. It's a really, really strange thing. So we were stuck drinking their draft beers. It turns out there was another little tent selling, you guessed it, canned beers to be drank on the premises. I don't know. It wasn't the beer that Tom wanted, though. Tom, as uh, many of you know that know him in real life, he's very particular about certain things, you know, foods, beers, what have you, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we did a little drinking. The crowd trickled in. I'll say that, you know, they uh, they eventually showed up. and they- I would think that most of them, you know, with the line, they would go in through the building and then funnel out towards the back because that's where all the names, celebrities were inside, so... Yeah, I think it kind of filled in there, and then maybe an hour, hour and a half, they all started, as you said, piss trickling out the back door. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 
started selling some stuff, you know, had a good time. I had a good time. Like Tom said, thank you for the people that do come up and support us. Thank you uh, for everybody who puts on the organization, the organizational guys, uh, our buddies, Scott, Tony, and whoever else I'm forgetting, which Tony is Scott. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was uh, glad to be there. Uh, I'm a bit burned out on driving and I've got a big drive to make next week. But, uh, yeah, you know, had fun. Thanks to Roop, my buddy Roop, for making these last few voyages with me. And, uh, you know, we left the day before. That way we could get some sleep, you know, not have to get up at four in the morning to drive and get to to Houston by eight or whatever the fuck. But we ended up staying up till four in the morning anyway at the hotel watching fucking uh, documentaries on YouTube like a cut bunch of couple of nerds and shit uh yeah and then it's always good seeing him so i appreciate the fact that he likes to go a lot with you yeah um even if he has an extra hole in his dick that doesn't make him a bad guy um so like there was no place to eat on the way to the to the venue from our hotel you know i was very disappointed i was hoping to get some drive-through taquitos you know, we don't have that shit here in dallas but no you don't have what taquitos tom uh, really little taco yeah dallas sucks for for mexican food for tex-mex food it, it's just garbage up here and uh you have to go like inside a gas station and i'm always leery about the gas station type restaurants what else has touched those rollers? How many people's little dick beaters were rubbing up on these fucking hot dogs and shit? Strange shit. But, uh, yeah, nothing on the way but a jack-in-the-box. I've never had jack-in-the-box breakfast, and I never will again, Tom. I am not as particular as you on foods and shit, but uh, I don't think I've ever eaten jack-in-the-box sober before. So this was a different experience, and man, fuck them. Fuck that place. I haven't had their breakfast in a while, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I would uh, they get the uh, croissants, like the bacon, egg, and cheese croissants. Yeah. But uh, they load it with a lot of that spray butter shit, yeah. and Burger King's is better. Burger King's is closer, so if I want that shit, I'll just go there, but. Yeah. Got to give it down for that McMuffins. Those yeah. are, those are the shit. It, uh, yeah. So the breakfast had me in the shitter pretty early at the brewery, you know, and uh, apparently it did the same to Tom or to uh, Roop. So yeah, we both uh, destroyed their shitter, you know, not at the same time. Thankfully, that would have been a little too much for old Eureka. Yeah, they had one bathroom with one urinal. This fucking brewery. There's fuck you never see lines to get into the dude's bathroom the first time. No, it happened a couple times, but it just shocked me the first time because fucking there wasn't a line. I just walked in and there was like three people just standing in piss fumes waiting to piss in this small ass bathroom. I was like, "Are you guys just here waiting to piss?" They're just like, yeah. I said, well, that's weird. And I went outside <laughs> and waited. And two guys, like a couple minutes later, two dudes came out at the same time. I was like, all right, it should be good now. 
walked in there. It was like they didn't, but it was like seven more people showed up. And it was like, what the fuck? Why well, can't go out and fucking do this whole thing again? So I'm waiting. Dude goes. Next dude goes. It's my turn. And then he leaves. And then there's I see this dude standing in the corner. I was just like, you got to piss or you're just hanging out in the bathroom. I have to use a stall. Oh, all right then. <laughs> So then I took my piss, washed my hands, and got the fuck out of there. But one urinal for a fucking brewery is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a brewery. Brew, you know, beer makes Do you not beer. understand your product. And it is not a small uh, location either. It looks like you can fit a good amount of people in the, there. So, yeah, work on your bathroom situation, Eureka. Uh, yeah. I had a good time. I uh, I made a decent amount of money, you know, for the for the size of the venue. It being only one day, uh, and had a good time. Ha- got to hang out with friends again, Tom, huh? and familia. Familia came out. Not that they listen to this, you know, because they have taste and all. Um, but yeah, Tom got to see some wrestling. Uh, every time I started to pay attention to the wrestling, someone would come up to the table, so I didn't get to see pay much attention to it. I don't even know who won the Santa Krampus shit. Oh, you know who won, and you didn't even have to be there. But you know who didn't win any of the matches? Every black wrestler. It was fucked up. Every black wrestler lost. I don't know what the fuck federation this was, but it was in the South. I didn't approve. I kept yelling, go back to Europe. <laughs> Fucking pricks. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, Roop finally got to live his lifelong dream and see a wrestling ring being uh, constructed. You know, as they put that thing together, Roop was like wrapped. You know, he was just watching. He's oh, taking it's a bunch of loose two by fours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long two by fours. Uh, he thought before that each rope was there individually. You know, instead of it being a big, you know, squarish type thing. So, yeah, glad you got that experience, Roop. Roop's in the chat right now. As is our old, long lost friend Kyle Driver. Yeah. You know, Kyle, don't call me Adam Driver. Adam, oh, shit. One of Tom's favorite actors the past 10 years or so. All my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him in Three Men and a Baby. That was his first role, you know. Here, Tom will have him on his top list next uh, next time we broadcast. Uh because he was in that dinosaur movie or whatever. Or maybe that Ferrari is coming out. Next I did year. watch 65. Yeah, you did. I know. It was very average. It's an Adam it Driver. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was so average, I forgot about it until you said <laughs> something. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, no, he's not going to be on the list. I didn't see him in shit. You did. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Hot stuff. So, you know, you shared a uh, one-room bed or a one-bed room with another dude this past weekend. 
would you guys cuddle up and watch? Uh, let's see. That is not true, by the way. But I'll tell you this. In this room we were at, it had one wall that was a big fucking curtain, you know? So I go to open it to look out, see what our view is like. You know, hey, there's a lovely pool down there. But what about this other curtain? Was just covering a wall for some reason. Kind of strange. Just to even it out, make it look nice. Otherwise, it would look silly. Yeah. I don't know. I felt kind of tricked by the whole thing. But anyway, Tom. Uh, it was out in the open. It wasn't tucked back, right? No. Uh, let's see. We we watched a documentary on a game, Tom. A uh, video game. Mortal Kombat. A lot. No, not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Half-Life. Tom. No, if it's not Mortal Kombat, I played that. Or Duke Nukem, I played. Yeah, well, like Duke Nukem, this was a first-person shooter. It had a uh, science fiction and conspiracy element to it, and it is about Valve, the creation of that company. So just some dudes that wanted to start making video games. They got together. They found out, hey, we need more people to do this, and we need... You know, this person and this person, somebody that excels in this. And, you know, and I don't know much about the behind the scenes shit on video games. I don't know what it takes to make them. It takes quite a Computers. bit. And uh, these are all like next level nerds because, you know, we're just fucking nerds that play video games and read comic books and watch movies. I don't these know people, about you. These fucking nerds. Arts, you know, they know computers and fucking coding and shit like that. And uh, getting them all together, you know, to try to work on one thing, I would think would be difficult. But there's no, uh, there's not a lot of drama to this, uh, this story, you know, other than that they had to push their deadline out a little bit. And, uh, but it was good. I mean, it was interesting to me. Because I like the video game, you know, and it was cool to see some of these levels that I haven't seen in, I don't know how many fucking years. And uh, so, you know, it got me and Rook talking about some of the games we played and and about Half-Life 2, Tom. And how, remember how magazines would come with like preview discs of games? You know, that's how I encountered half-life i was so fucking eager to play i bought this stupid ten dollar magazine that had half-life too you know it had like an opening level or some shit you um, remember going to walden books or b dalton and going to pick up that magazine and hey where's the disc at <laughs> yeah. you're welcome <laughs> uh yeah so it was cool we still don't have a I thought they were going to end this documentary with the announcement of Half-Life 3 is finally ready. Nah, we still ain't got news on that motherfucker. I don't think that ever, ever is going to come out. But I've been wrong before, Tom. Uh, if you liked or played Half-Life, give this a watch. If not, there's really no reason for you to, to watch it. Did Mr. Half-Life show up? Did, yeah, he did. It's more than I could say for Stephen King. Mm. Fucking prick. <laughs> so you said there was no drama in this documentary. Was it in the documentary or was it in the actual story? 
the drama? Yeah, like, was there no drama in the movie because they didn't build the documentary around that? Or just, you know, oh, the game was easy to make, there weren't really any problems, and it was all just fucking puppies and breezes. Pretty much, like, they're just saying, we redid this, you know, we, uh, this is how we did this, you know, this is the person that worked on this, you know, it was pretty straightforward. And, but it was only like 65 minutes too, you know, they're not fucking wasting your time at the same time with bullshit, you know, they didn't, Kevin Smith didn't pop up and start talking about how Half-Life changed his life, you know, and start fucking tearing up and shit. So, uh, do you think the filmmakers and maybe the people who are actually involved in the story, like the people who made the games and uh, like all those people they interviewed, you know, like the people who are actually involved in the making of the game and not just the people who are involved in the making of the movie, do you think that they saved the drama for their mama and that's why there wasn't any? Could be could be they didn't like oh this dude was fucking this dude at the time you know and you know this guy hated him because of it you know he's very homophobe and this one over here was a racist and that's why there was no asians on the team you know which is odd but uh or indians you know odd but no. so this was a san francisco based development company or were they yeah yeah i think no wait a minute yeah i think so I don't fucking know. Somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. Sorry. I, I was... thought you were going to go with the South Park one. Uh, no South Park. It's all an American tale. Fucking freak. What do you know about an American tale? Five Joe. Tom. That is your real name. Do you watch anything, Tom, or are you just uh, in, out there painting the whole time? I watched a lot. Oh, did you? Yep. <laughs> you know, it's the holiday season and all. Us being a couple of Jews, you know, Christmas is our thing. So uh, I watched uh, two of the Dog That Saved movies. Because, you know, there's about 18 of these fucking things. Right. And... Uh, I watched uh, The Dog Who Saved the Holidays, which, you know, it's a Christmas movie, but the one they already made, The Dog That Saved Christmas. So instead of making The Dog That Saved Christmas 2 or again, oh, we'll just call it The Dog That Saved Holidays and cut our losses. And Joe, it's another one. Joey Diaz farts in it and he breaks into people's houses with Superman. And then I watched... What's the dog's name? What's what? What's the dog's name in this series? I forgot. Zeus. Huh? Zeus. Zeus. There you go. Zeus. And they go back and forth being played by Mario Lopez and uh, Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Mar Mario Lopez was the original dude. And uh, Joey Lawrence came in for a couple, and then I think Mario Lopez finished them out. But one of these, I don't know which one, because it doesn't matter. 
But uh, one of these was the first one that I watched with Mario Lopez in it, and he fucking sucks. <laughs> Team Joey Lawrence. Team Woe. You remember that one? Did you go around and go, whoa? Is the uh, is the poodle in this one or the the chick dog? Joe, that's right. I watched how the dog or the dog who saved Christmas vacation, hmm. and this one they go to uh, Aspen to their mom's uh, ski condo or some shit, and Casper Van Deem, he's there. Like, hey, I bought this new poodle dog. For your dog to fuck. And it's voiced by Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, that's right. Because this dog's all fancy and shit, right? That's right. Yeah. And then Joey Diaz shows up with Superman. And they fart and try and rob this family again. They don't succeed. And those were two of the dogs that saved Christmas movies, whatever. They're fucking... Oh, uh... If you haven't clued in by now, you listeners or watchers or whatever, I also am a miserable prick and watched <laughs> Dogs That Saved Christmas bullshit a few years back. Hmm, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're just, yep, this is made for TV slop, all right. If Joey Diaz wasn't in it, I wouldn't watch it. Like, he fucking grew up being, like, a fucking burglar. And I wasn't going to say and cokehead, but he was doing that way into his adult years. So just seeing him play this, like, fat goof burglar, it's funny. It's funny on multiple levels, Joe. <laughs> See, I can't say, yeah, go out and watch these. Nah. <laughs> I mean, if you want a talking dog movie, where uh, the dog's mouths don't move. I mean, that lets you know the uh, budget and, you know, quality of the movie you're working with. So it's up to you. <laughs> probably have better things to do with your life. I don't, but you probably, probably not if you're listening to this. So, yeah, watch any of the dog that saved whatever. <laughs> I watched uh, two back to back, and it was fucking hard getting through that second one there Joe <laughs> one every couple months is alright but uh, mm, triple threat would have killed me yeah uh, I'm gonna watch at least one Christmas movie before the holidays are up but uh, this week wasn't the week mm. It was for me because we were doing a Christmas-themed podcast, you see. Well, with that in mind, another documentary we watched was Motorhead, the Bronze Era. Oh, you said we. I was like, I didn't watch this. You were talking about that dude you shared a hotel room with. Roop, yes, Roop. Uh, which, uh, thank, thank you, Roop, for not, like, filling the sink up with, like, Fucking uh, pizza and bio. Yes, <laughs> once shared a room with, which was uh, not the greatest experience. <laughs> to be fair, though, did you guys get pizza that night? No, we didn't. Well, see, go fuck yourself. Mushrooms. That's what was in the fucking. Uh... <laughs> 
spinach and mushrooms. <laughs> but also, to be fair, that was the first uh, event, quote unquote, since the start of the pandemic. And I mean, really, it was still at the beginning of the pandemic because it was Texas and they didn't really give a fuck. So it's like, all right, we're all going to die anyways. Let's sit really close and drink everything we possibly can. And then at one in the morning, right when Domino's is about to close, we'll find the most sober person to order us pizza. And then we ate that pizza. And then, you know, drove home at 7 in the morning. Like, that was the right thing to do. I think Tom spilled a uh, $30 pitcher of wine, of uh, beer as well. <laughs> wine. <laughs> it's the holidays. I've got wine. on So, yeah, Motorhead, Bronze era. Tom was, uh, Bronze was the record label that Motorhead was on when they first started. Turned out. Nobody wanted to give old Lemmy and the boys a chance, you know. Lemmy got fired from Hawkwind for being a prick. Because uh, he was full of it? He got fired from Hawkwind uh, because he had a conviction and couldn't go with them on their American tour. But Damn, Chomo? Sounds like they didn't want him to go anyway and that they were just looking for an excuse. He's pissed off, says... I'm gonna start my own band, then, mate. And uh, hires two guys, you know, to play in the band. And uh, like I said, nobody wants them. They fucking uh, sign on with this, you know, I don't know, okay label, I guess. And then they just exploded, Tom. They were big shit in in the UK and in Europe and everything. Didn't really hit America until uh. They left the record label. I didn't start really listening to them until they had the Orgasmatron album, Tom. And, uh, but this is all pretty that, you know, and it's just the story of them, uh, partying, writing these songs, you know. Some people come from the band, leave later on, you know, uh, it's good. But like the, uh, the Half Life documentary, if uh, you're not a Motorhead fan, there's probably not a big reason for you to watch it. Unlike uh, unlike the Dio documentary, which I could recommend to just about anybody. Now nah, you got to already be fans of this. You know, it's it's not going to win over anybody just on its own. Uh, but I'm a fan, so I dug it. I thought it was interesting. Let me ask you this, Joe. So you're watching this documentary about Motorhead. He's kind of I... live in 2012, you know, Tom. Hmm. Yeah. I think <laughs> so I'm not that familiar with uh, Motorhead. Like, I know a couple other songs. And, uh, you know, I know old Lemmy mostly from trauma movies. So that's kind of embarrassing for both of us. Not you, Lemmy and I, that is. And, uh, you know, Motorhead, I don't know where the name comes from. It makes me think of like some robot sucking dick or something. I don't know. Probably has something to do with the engine of a car. But, you know, you're watching this movie. 
you're fucking watching this shit, looking back at Lemmy being alive, you know, them reminiscing their younger years, looking at the drummer and everything. So when you were watching this movie, did it put a spell on you? Only one of two songs I know of theirs, Joe. Well, take uh, Jake Taft just mentioned Hellraiser. You know, that. oh, see, just wait a second, Jake. I was getting to it, I just wanted to set it up and run all the way out there before I threw the ball. <laughs> Don't get there, just wait for it. So, did it put a spell on you? That is the uh documentary is on youtube just like uh, the previous one if anybody out there is a fan and hasn't seen this hey give it a watch tell them old boy gobs <laughs> yeah just leave a comment on the video boy cop sent me that's all you gotta say Oh, Joe, I watched some shit. I forgot what the fuck it was called. Something stupid. Maybe a disturbance in the force. It was a documentary about that Star Wars holiday special. You remember tuning into that when it first aired? I do. Then that is why. <laughs> Ooh, Star Wars coming to television. And then that tranny started cooking in the kitchen and the grandpa put on that sex helmet and was watching VR pornography. And, you know, they were just talking Wookiee for the first 20 minutes. So we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, not we, you guys collectively, because I don't think I was even sperm then. You hear that, old man? Anyways, this is why Joe hates Star Wars. <laughs> but... It was a documentary about this fucking thing. Uh, bottom line, it was a product of the time. Stupid-ass variety shows was the thing. Star Wars wasn't the mega hit that it blew up to be yet. So uh, this was just a thing to get the brand out there and sell more toys. And that's it. No more, no less. Kevin Smith came and said... Star Wars, I love it. And I said, how did they get this guy? He doesn't usually do shit like this. But he was there, and yep. If you're interested in it, make sure you got a dirty carpet. And I'm not talking about your wife's pussy. I'm talking about your actual house because, you know, it's good for background noise. Just vacuum the house while you're watching it. You don't need to hear everything. So... Yeah, I mean, if you're a fucking Jedi of Jedi Jedians, if you're some rebel scum, you've already seen this shit. But if you have just a slight interest, it's some background noise shit. It's fucking, I don't know. Like, it's who gives a fuck, really? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, the special is fucking awful. I've seen it maybe three times because I'm a fucking jag-off, but the shit is fucking just awful. They didn't would talk recommend. Excuse me? They talked to anybody from the special? Yeah, like people who wrote it. 
people who uh, produced it, directed it, and shit like that. George Lucas popped up more than I can say for Stephen King. But, I mean, yeah. And then they had your buddy, old Patton. General Patton, that is. Sorry. Didn't mean to. So, surprisingly, they got him, too. And then uh, that guy from Ticks. What's his nut? Ticks, Idle Hands, uh, Robot Chicken, whatever. Seth Meyers, Seth Green, some shit. One yeah. of those fuckers were in it. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey was in it. That was the highlight. I said, oh, I thought you were dead. And then fucking he, like an eye patch just appeared on him. And he went, and then it cut. That was a Snake Plissken reference I stumbled over there, Joe. But yeah, it was uh, it was whatever. I'll never shop here again. That's for sure. I'm going to go get a beer. Thomas is going to go get a beer. And uh, while he's getting Still that, here. let me uh, oh, got the bridge there. It's going to be a lot easier to do this now. And I got a jug right here for piss. Hmm? Well, good. This new setup's going to work well, until we get kicked off of YouTube for pissing in jugs live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I watched a uh, low-budget action movie. No, there wasn't a lot of action. I wouldn't call it. It's called Out of Exile. And it's about a guy that was recently released from prison. So what do you do when you're released from prison? You go back to the thing you know. And what he knows is robbery. You know, banks, armored cars, shit like that. And uh, they're doing an armored car job. And <laughs> brother. What's that? Blowing armored cars? <laughs> Wait till later. There's, I know, I'm just waiting for, yeah, <laughs> lowest common denominator shit that Tom will throw out there, and you know, that's uh, so anyway, his brother is on, and his brother's like wired real tight, you know, and shoot guy, you know, and it's like, hey, we don't do that, we don't shoot people like that, you're a fucking thief you know you rob banks and you might have to kill somebody and then you know it happens it goes with the territory anyway they go to give the money to get laundered to the guy that's you know bringing them the jobs or whatever he's a real piece of shit uh our main character he's a thief yes but he's got a heart of gold tom you know all he wants to do is reconnect with the daughter he lost touch with when he was in prison you know, but she wants nothing to do with him, Tom. Anyway, he's going to do one last job and set her up for life. Uh, more cliches happen. I don't know, some really lousy FBI acting people. They come on. This, this movie sucked. It's just really, really bad. And like I said, they you got... For this genre, any of those goddamn type of tropes, you like that word, uh, it's in there. They got it, you know, just bullshit. I do not recommend. Jake the Snake Roberts is in it. Got to mention that. 
and he's looking like he needs a fix really bad or probably a cigarette. I've seen him at a show before and he is a chain smoking motherfucker. This guy goes one after and so he's hardly ever at his table. You know. Uh rest in peace, Jake the Snake. Thinks what that's why he has all those lung problems. It might be. It might be. I mean, I haven't seen the wrestler, so I'm not real sure. Do you think the crack smoke had anything to do with it? Might be, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen the wrestler. Yeah, we're not doctors. Mm-hmm. They used to call me Dr. Love until oh, that guy who, yeah, no, that one guy did. But then he got a cease and desist letter from the real Dr. Love. So mm-hmm. stop calling me that. And that was good because I don't want a dude calling me Dr. Love. Yeah. I'm glad they sent you that letter, Joe. I'm glad you're in a better mood. <laughs> you're not any funnier when you're not in a bad mood, but you know, good. I've seen you smirking off there a couple times there, Joe. (laughs) See, there was one. Mm. Hey, Joe. You like Urkel? No. You like jerkling off? Depends. You like Urkling off? No. This next review might not be for you then. Okay. But I'm going to say it anyways. I watched uh, the new hit motion picture called How Urkel Saved Santa. No. I think it's called Urkel Saved Santa, the movie. And in it, Urkel doesn't save shit. But we'll get to that. So Urkel wakes up, he uh, sings some shit about, oh, oh, I loved it. That is not a fucking Urkel. I'm sorry, black nerds out there. That sounded nothing like you. But anyway, I don't think so. Anyways, Urkel's jerkling around singing his December song, how he loves December because it has all these big holidays, brings people together. It's long, you see. Yep. So Urkel says, Fuck yeah, it's December 1st. I'm going to the mall, hoes. I'm going to see him plug in the fucking Christmas tree. This is the first day they got all the Christmas shit up. And it's like, mm, that shit's up a couple days before Thanksgiving. I haven't been to a mall in fucking years and years and years. But that shit was always starting to come up before Thanksgiving. So right there, the movie's flawed. Ooh, I got you the Urkel movie, motherfuckers. Anyways, they're just like, ah, no. We're not putting shit up. Nobody comes to the mall anymore. What is? What are you, from 1990? So he goes, they still have a Santa set up there. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Urkel does Urkel shit. Fucks up the Santa. And he says, oh, you know what? I'm going to make myself this little app 
It'll tell me all these good deeds I can do, and I'll earn points. And then I'll show Santa I was doing these good deeds. So he'll bring me donkey cheese for Christmas. Because if you remember Family Matters, Joe, which I know you do, because you don't look like a racist, and I'm sure you watch this show, Urkel loved cheese. So anyways, uh, this tech billionaire guy says, hey, this is a great app. I'm going to fucking give this app to everybody. And he does. And it turns the people, the townsfolk, everybody who's using this app, it turns them into mindless zombies just trying to get points. And Urkel says, this is fucked. And somehow he meets Santa. But uh, Santa isn't really Santa. Santa is actually a Yeti, Joe. You know what a Yeti is? Yes, they're pretty abominable. They are. Usually they draw them and like draw them because, you know, they're probably not real. But they draw them as these hulking mounds of white fur. Sometime it's like European American flesh tones. If you want to get crazy with it, it'll be blue flesh tones and shit. But it's if it's a Yeti, it's always white fur. Well, not in this one, Joe, because it's the family matters. No, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry I said that. This has nothing to do with family matters. It's the Urkel saves Santa thing. So uh Santa's actually a black Yeti. He sings some song to fucking Urkel. Some shit happens where they get rid of the app and fucking Urkel doesn't save Santa from shit. The end. So mm. who's the Urkel character? I don't know. I mean, they got Sonic to do the fucking voice of Urkel, so they brought him back. Like, uh, So who put this shit out? Uh, what the fuck was it on? I don't know. I rented it off of Amazon. I think I remember Warner Brothers. Okay. So it might have been an HBO Max thing, but I don't... Dude, Warner Brothers, like, their new thing is we're gonna make this nostalgia garbage and then say we're not gonna release it, but we're really gonna sell it to a different streaming service so they get the blame for it. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this was for. It was bullshit for sure. Uh, you know, if they were trying to get the audience that watched Family Matters growing up, it has none of the fucking charm. It's uh, still goofy fucking humor, but not as good. Uh, they should have made it a little more mature, or gave it a little substance. It was fine. I don't know who I could recommend this to. Maybe an oddity. Oh, you grew up watching Family Matters. Subjugate yourself to whatever this is. But even then, it was another, another one of these. Hey, let's bring this property back for one more run on streaming. So, uh, whatever. He didn't save shit, Joe. That's too bad. Sounds like you should have saved your money. Yeah. Um, 
I watched a movie called The Mill. This is uh, set in the future, maybe the near future. This guy's been working at this place for a while, but we'll get into that in a little bit because he just wakes up in a shitty room. And uh, the only thing in there is a screen and a grist mill, Tom. Do you know what a grist mill is? Show. Last two anal versaries I had with Lori, we went to a restaurant called the Old Grist Mill, but not even that. It's uh, it's a good old beyond or the fucking over the garden wall reference. So, Joe, I'm familiar with the old grist mills. Yeah. So uh, must be a pretty big room. It's pretty big. It's pretty big, and it's also very high ceilinged. Uh, now, what happened is his uh, productivity at his job has been in decline. So they threw him in this room so he could... What was his job, being a straight white guy in America? He's a black dude. Uh, a straight black dude in America. Uh, working for corporate shit. I don't know exactly what he does. They don't get into that. But, uh, but yeah, so now what he's got to do is make a certain number of quota of uh, rotations with this grist mill. He's got to push it, you know, maybe... So, yeah, and that's what the movie's about. And then, you know, he decides, well, fuck it. You know, I'm going to show him I'm a hard worker. And they're like, okay, you know, you did that. Now this is your new quota because you can do that, obviously. So... There's other people in other rooms and, you know, whatever. He tries to make an escape. That doesn't fucking work. And then eventually, yeah, they bring him out of it, Tom, at the end of the movie. It's like a big Twilight Zone episode. At the end of the movie, it was all like a training session, you know, a neural fucking thing. And, you know, just some bullshit. Uh, he gets promoted. And he turns to the camera at the end of it. I'm going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. The movie ends, you know, stupid as shit. Uh, again, not the worst I've seen. Not bad enough. Like a, but definitely not good enough. 2023, the year of the average. The mill. I don't know. Part of Halloween or not, but uh, it is a Hulu original. He didn't get all big like in Conan the Barbarian when they <laughs> on a fucking the wheel of woe or some shit. No, the wheel of who knows. But anyway, that little kid grew up to be Conan from pushing the grist mill type thing. This guy was already grown, so it didn't matter, I guess. I don't know. Did you watch anything, Tom? I did. Chris I watched the music video for the Salt and Pepper classic, Push It. Hmm. It's pretty good. Probably something a young man shouldn't watch, though. <laughs> Joe, 
so young anymore, Tom. <laughs> Head on over to FastCustomShirts.com where you can find hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs. He actually printed something on the back of this hoodie, but I'm not going to spin this around to show it to you because it involves a lady performing a sex act. And, you know, I thought it was weird that he would send me a hoodie like that, but that's okay. I had to man his table earlier, or yesterday, when he was running to the old bathroom, and a woman and her a teenage son, they were looking through his box of used movies, <laughs> and uh, his mom pulled out one. She had a slight giggle. And the son was looking through the box, and he said, is there anything besides porno in here? <laughs> and then Joe came back to his table, and the lady was going to buy a shirt. And I said, hey, that's the pervert with the movies. <laughs> and then Joe took her money. <laughs> Pornographic if they were interested in that as well. She was, but she had her son with her. So, yeah, should have been aborted. Anyways, Joe, I watched How the Gringo Stole Christmas, <laughs> starring your boy, George Fluffy Lopez. Jorge. So, that's right. It's because he's Mexican-American, you see. Can you believe it, Joe? He's a, In this movie, he's a Mexican-American. Get Wait, wait. Living in East L.A. Hmm. Can you believe that shit? Ah, so in this one... Uh, he opened I think a place in Houston, Texas. I looked in a little bit on that today, Joe. <laughs> it turns out that was one of those, as the kids say, ghost restaurants where like companies buy like wings, legendary flavor, 16 time world champion, woo woo, wings. So it's like that, but these people just sell their names to these fucking existing restaurants so they can get app orders. Like, oh yeah, I want some Ric Flair wings. I'm going to go to old Powerbomb Pizza and get the Bret Hart Pizza. And it's just, you're getting Jimmy's House a Slop that, you know, probably doesn't sell shit. So there's like, oh yeah, I'll sign up for this. I don't have self-respect. So it was just like some random taco place who bought his name and did that shit, so. Techno comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, I'm guessing you, uh, you know, you mitigated the kayfabe effect. They were talking about that on a recent video. So, good for you, Joe. You get ahead of the game. Anyways, in this one, uh, George Lopez plays a guy named Benny. And uh, he calls his daughter to say, hey, come home for Navidad. That might be Christmas. That could be another word. 
I don't think Christmas is Felice, but whatever. Uh, his daughter's grown. She's probably in her mid-twenties. And uh, he says, come back for Christmas. And she does. Unfortunately, her boyfriend's a European-American. And that, yep, white. They call him the informer. That's how white he is, Joe. <laughs> so uh, the whole movie is just George Lopez like, ooh, this white guy. And the white guy trying to do good and you know, he says stereotypical Spanish things like a white guy and they have a soccer tournament to, you know, because that's what they do. And Oh, this movie is so cheap. I can't believe George Lopez is in it. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, maybe an ugly divorce <laughs> or yeah. she had a, a lot of money managed his money well because he had one of the highest uh, rated shows on TV at one point. I used to watch the George Lopez show all the fucking time. And that shit ran for a number of seasons, right? It was on for a good number of years. And then it got syndication. It was on Nick at Night and shit. Yeah. Now I don't know what the fuck happened to the dude, but he literally looks like a Freddy Krueger. Like he fell face first into a fire. Like shit is all fucking <laughs> looks like he should be selling Big Macs in the late 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> For you younger viewers out there, McDonald's had a moon-faced mascot at one point. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I laughed a lot. Kings have fallen. The once mighty Latin kings of comedy, Tom. <laughs> uh, dude, this was, this shit was fucking funny. I had, <laughs> like, I had a few, like, genuine laughs. Because, like I said, I'd, I watched the George Lopez show and shit. So I'm just like, yeah, he's, he's all right, but. A lot of racist shit, a lot of stereotypes, a lot of terrible filmmaking and acting. Like, there's fucking, you know, there's the stereotypical Mexican guys who just hang out in front of their cars doing their little Mexican dance and shit, the cholos, as they call it. So it's all the typical stuff they would do, only like, you know, a PG-13 version. So it's not, you know, it's not too crazy. But I laughed, Joe. I laughed a lot. It was a it was a big improvement over Jerklin Saves Christmas or whatever the fuck didn't happen in that other movie. But yeah, uh get some buddies together, get some beer, get some legal marijuana, and watch fucking how the gringos stole Christmas. Cause again, he didn't steal shit. He was just a you know a nice guy trying to give his girlfriend a fucking happy merry Christmas and even in the end there's like a fucking there's title cards and sh- I don't know because they were just trying to do anything to save this like cheat dude. This movie is barely a step above Hoochie Mama drama for real. 
Like, that's how low quality this fucking movie is. It is shocking that George Lopez, like, stars in this thing. He doesn't pop up, like, sitting on a couch every couple scenes, you know? He's fucking in this motherfucker starring in it. It was crazy as shit. So, highly recommend checking this shit out. It is fucking... Mmm... Good stuff. Hot stuff. Would yeah. recommend and watch again. George Lopez after uh, we're done recording tonight and see what the hell happened. <laughs> oh shit, it turns out he molested a bunch of children and then the families of said children came and burned him down. He was living in a woodshed in the back of a school. <laughs> you see? <laughs> he had a fucking torture room down in the school's boiler room <laughs> see that's all in reference to freddy krueger as a joke if anybody thinks this stuff actually happened to old jorge i'm pretty sure it did not it was all for comical effect allegedly i just hate to see one of the rasa be brought down like that tom you know after Climbing such heights. And then he fell in that fire. His legs slipped on the ladder. Probably listening to some Metallica and jumped. What you say? Hero nature! Right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom, I watched a movie called May, December. I think that's what it was called. It was a, a couple of months in the titles, and I'm pretty sure one of them was December. So it's the perfect time to watch this film. Uh, this is one of those ripped from today's headlines type movies, but it's not today's headlines. Uh, the shit they're referencing throughout the movie is uh, the case where lady, it was a teacher. She hooked up with one of her students, seventh grade student, and uh, people found out about it, and it was a big thing, and she was convicted and sent to jail. She did some time. She gets jailed, resumes her relationship with this now adult kid. You know, he's now of legal age, 17 or 18 or whatever, and, married. and uh, then they've been together ever since. Uh, so what? You're still a pedophile lady. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. So this movie is about this actress that's going to be playing this lady in a movie. So she goes to visit her. So she <laughs> learn about her and learn some nuances. It's a documentary? No, it's a movie. It's a fictional, but it's based on this uh, couple, if you want to call so does the real life the real life lady the real life people do they play themselves? No, no. It's this is Natalie Portman, who you know from your Star Wars shit, and uh, Port Woman. Don't be sexist. Is it Natalie Portman or is it Port Woman? Anna Paquin, maybe Anna. I don't know. She but played anyway, Rogue, you know. Then there was uh, Julianne Moore plays the the pedophile lady. And 
it's just about her, you know, coping with life on a daily basis and uh and also her husband, now an adult. But is he Tom? Is he or is he mentally stunted by the trauma that he, you know, did she keep him mentally as a kid because that's what she's into? I don't know. It asks these questions, but it really doesn't. The movie just kind of moves along. The lady that wants to play her or that's going to play her in the movie, she's getting kind of weird and shit, you know. And she got fucking Al Pacino'd and cruising. She's like getting into it, looking at herself in the mirror and shit. I'm here. You know, uh, there's not a lot going on in this flick, uh, but it is incredibly acted. The the three main actors are just, god damn, they're going to win so many awards. Uh, as soon as uh, the Essence Awards are announced, I'm sure all three are going to be nominated for shit. Uh, incredible, incredible acting, but even with that, I don't really recommend this movie. Kind of slow, you know, not a lot of shit going on. Seems pretty good. Oh, you would dig it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, <sighs> no. I watched a new Christmas horror movie called There's Something in the Barn. So uh, an American family inherits a, uh, I think it's Norwegian, a Norwegian home with a barn on it. They're saying, all right, the dad's like, we need a change in life. So we're going to go to fucking Norway, move all our shit, uproot our life. And, uh, you know, turn this house and barn into a bed and breakfast. They're living where? They live in what? Your dream. Fuck no. I don't want to be around that many white people. I could barely stand myself. You think I want to go to a land of only white people? No, thank you. That would be a pass for me. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the uh, teenage daughter hates it because her friends are her life. And uh, the stepmom... She's, you know, trying to go along with it, but she's not thrilled. The son's, you know, whatever, hot, cold, whatever. He's maybe 12, maybe 13, maybe 14. That'll be important later. And then the father is played by uh, the Satanist guy from Silicon Valley with the glasses who just talks like this. Mm -hmm. So, uh... The kid goes in the barn, and uh, there seems to be an elf living in that their barn, Joe. And uh, throughout the movie, it's referred to as a barn elf, which sounds extremely fucking racist. So for now on, that's what I'll be referring to white people as. So uh, it turns out, I'm not sure if it's really or not, but uh, he sees this museum in the center of town, which is just a bunch of fucking bullshit fenced in. 
And uh, it's like, oh, the fucking Barn Elf History Museum or whatever. And they're really yard gnomes. So I don't know what the fuck's going on here. He's just like, oh, yeah. You know, he was speaking English, but he was talking like them. And they didn't have subtitles. So I caught like half of what this fucking guy was saying. And he was pretty much saying, oh, yeah, this fucking barn elf, uh, you got to treat him right. And he'll treat you right. But if you don't, ooh, he's going to get you. So, uh, I mean, the barn elf's funny because it's not like a CGI thing. It's like a midget dressed up like David the Gnome. So every time you see him trying to walk and not fall over, you laugh a little bit. Uh, yeah, and then it's just, you know, the fucking barn elf, he doesn't get his oatmeal or whatever on Christmas. So he's, oh, I'm going to call the rest of the barn elves and we're going to take siege on you. So it's just the family fighting all these fucking midgets and like it has the feel of like one of those 90s straight to videos garbage ass. Oh, this little kid finds this creature movie and tries to make it its friend. But the kid's way too fucking old for that shit. And the movie's kind of soft, even though there's like a couple fucks and there's some blood and gore in it. It just comes off like a soft ass dad joke of a fucking movie. They never really go for shit. At the end, like this fucking barn elf, this dirty fucking barn elf, he like kills everybody, him and his fucking dirty fucking barn elf brethren. They're fucking killing these people. And at the end, the kid's like, oh, can we keep them, please? What the fuck? No, but give him to the museum. He can fucking live his life there. They already have fucking barn elf houses for these fucking barn elves. So just fucking go and live there. And it's kind of, he looks back with it <laughs> at the end and fuck this shit. God damn, it was fucking lame. Like, if they just would have went for it a little bit more. And not just been like, so it's just weird. It's like a soft fucking movie. There is some like gore and blood in it. And there is some swear words, but it just comes off so fucking bitchly. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, kind of like the taste I think all these fucking barn elves probably have in their mouth all the time. But I'll never shop here again. Would not recommend. Don't make this movie with all these dirty fucking barn elves part of your fucking holiday tradition because it won't be part of mine. Not with all those dirty fucking barn elves in it. They're lawn gnomes! I watched a movie called Influencer. Do you know what an influencer is, Tom? you not me you not you you're an influencer we uh shown them tits joe but not the nipples just the tits hmm. so yeah so this uh movie starts out and this lady's on vacation in thailand and she's taking pictures and 
taking vid and uh but she's really at a resort you know not really doing anything not hanging out with anybody why because her boyfriend was supposed to go with her but then pl plans changed he couldn't go he says hey you still go i'll meet you up there after a while or some shit and uh anyway she's not liking things it's boring as fuck for her and she's been losing uh followers tom lately and you know she's not happy about that and oh fuck you know she's uh just sitting in a bar some old british guy starts hitting on her and so <laughs> what did that sound like i don't remember because uh character this guy's character just make it a hey, bird you want to suck me worm yeah just any bullshit to fucking make a mockery of those people joe <laughs> australian for sure. uh, anyway this other girl walks up and says hey you get a rest you dumb fucking limey and uh you know she's a weird looking chick tom she's pretty but she's got this fucking disfigurement on her face you know like uh like some weird ass birthmark whatever that nobody ever really comments on you know anyway she befriends the other girl they start going she says oh, i'll take you where the real food is islands you know and this girl's getting better picture hey don't take my picture you know i don't i don't want to be on social media i don't like social media say hey, yeah no problem they uh they go back resort. And this girl's place had been broken into, Tom. And what's gone? Her her passport is gone. You know, so she's got to stick around in Thailand another couple of weeks before she can get her passport back. You know, and the they're becoming closer friends or whatever. And she goes, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna take you someplace that uh, that's just off the charts." You know, so. She gets in her little boat, takes her out to a deserted island, and, you know, they're having a good night. You know, they're just there by the fire, and she says, oh, man, this reminds me, like, uh, like of uh, when I was back in the Girl Scouts or whatever, and we used to tell ghost stories and stuff, and, you know, it's like, but, you know, you could be setting this up. You could be uh, trying to kill me. You know, he brought me out here because it's the perfect place to kill me. And the girl says, no, I'm just I'm just going to leave you here. You know, so, ah, ha, 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 ha. they go to sleep. She wakes up. Yeah, that chick left her there. You know, this is like 20 minutes, 20, 20 minutes have elapsed. And. Uh, opening credits roll. Fuck. Fucking weird, you know, but. uh that means they think very highly of themselves. Do and this is not an A twenty four film, but uh, it's kind of it hooked me. You know, it was interesting. So that's what this girl does. She like uh, she likes to destroy social influencers, and then she like uh, takes over their account for a little while just to get their money. You know, to figure out passwords and shit like that, so she can sustain her lifestyle. And then she's. <laughs> next one but things ain't going as easy with this next one tom and this other girl's boyfriend he does show up in thailand looking for her so things get complicated she's having to do more bullshit than she normally has to do for this sort of thing and then it gets kind of boring 
you know, it's a good movie for two thirds of it. And then it's just, man, I don't really give a shit about this bitch anymore. Like, I know how this is going to end, you know, and it did end how I thought she's going to go back to the island to get rid of a body or something. That girl's going to be alive. Sure was. That girl was alive still after four weeks later or some shit. And that girl beats the shit out of her, gets in the boat and leaves the other girl there. The end. Uh, very disappointing. This is on a lot of uh, best of horror lists. And like I said, there was nothing horror about what you said. Yeah, it's not a horror. Movie. It's <laughs> a thriller or whatever. But uh, it could have been something good, man. I mean, it was well acted. Like I said, that hook. And then it just fucking fizzled out long before the end. You know, not long, but, you know, long enough to where, like, you know, when you start pressing pause to see how much, you know, how much longer is this going? Really? That much longer? Holy shit. Why? See what I do now. Because if you press pause, that means you just got to sit around watching this movie longer for like you know it adds that couple seconds that it's paused for just you know let the movie keep playing and just squat down and look at the actual dvd player because it'll display the number on there so it'll save you some time because if you gotta pause it to see you know you're already not liking this movie so just look at the display on the dvd player it'll tell you wasn't a dvd you know, this was streaming. You and the dreaming. God damn it. Hmm. This is a 2023 movie, Tom. All right. Well, instead of pressing pause, just hit like the up arrow on the uh, menu pad, and then it should pop right up. Okay. Instead of having to pause and say, oh, I wasted four seconds more of my life on this than I had to. Santa pause. Well, Joe! Hey, Tom. Nah, I'll save that and do a Blu-ray review when we're off. <laughs> the last thing I watched was A Creature Was Stirring. This is a new 2023 horror movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh... Okay. <laughs> Take a breath. Ele elephant in the room. This lady, the lead actress. She was big. Real big. You know, I maybe that's what the script called for. I don't want to mock this person because of their weight. Whatever they have going on, I fucking have a steady diet of linguine and beer, so I'm a big fat guy. But uh, you don't usually see lead actresses like her. It's a new day, Tom. Yes, it is. Doom-doom-doom-doom. That was a royalty-free New Day entrance theme. So, in it, this lady, she plays like a... Uh, she's a mom. She's a mom now and a nurse. She went and got her nursing certificate and all that. 
and uh, she used to be a party girl, like a big, a big time party girl. It took over her life, made terrible decisions. She was doing all these drugs, including heroin. Hmm. And there's flashbacks. Same actress. Not any different looking or anything. You think, what? Heroin? This this actress? What? Well, Artie Lang, I guess. Whatever. I'll just fucking go with it. So you're supposed to buy this lady is like this ex-hardcore party girl. Meanwhile, she has a daughter who's up locked in her room because when the daughter was young and the mom was still a party girl, the mom made made it up to her daughter all her years of drug abuse, going around, being this hot bitch, sucking every dick in the room, doing all the drugs and shit. She made all this up to her by taking her to the zoo. So her drugged up mom gets into some scuffle with something. The daughter doesn't want to hear it, so she runs away to the porcupine pen. And there she gets attacked by a porcupine, which I guess turns the daughter into a were-porcupine. So now the mom's, you know, dealing with a were-porcupine daughter, how you will, when suddenly two burglars break into her house but they're not really burglars they're just missionaries trying to get out of the cold so it's the missionaries with this big woman and the missionaries with this porcupine creature and it all turns out to be a bunch of bullshit joe because in the end we're the monsters you see and this lady's just manifesting her drug abuse as this fucking porcupine monster. And you can all go suck a fucking dick. Fuck you all. <laughs> it's trying so hard to be deep in this fucking meaningful thought out thing. And all oh, does it suck all the dicks in the room like that party girl? Uh, and, you know, I started out saying, oh, yeah, this is a new Christmas horror movie. I mean, sure, there's Christmas lights out there. There's this giant snowstorm. Even, like, the snowstorm is so big, it's covering up the whole door to the house. Like, all the snow is covering it. They have to dig a hole to go all the way to the mailbox giant snowstorm next day it's all melted and gone oh no just she's crazy bitch all fucked up on drugs don't mind that we're the monsters bye bullshit <laughs> bullshit haven't watched one of these we're the monster things in a while but ah, they're still making them joe with rubenesque women which was like they even throw like a subplot of one of the fucking uh, missionaries. Oh, yeah. 
I'm into big women. And it turns out, you know, that's fucking her boyfriend. It's not because she's making all this up. But that's her boyfriend when she was a party girl. You know, he was trying to get her into the church and turn her life around. She's like, nah, baby, I'm going to suck that dick. And she shoots him up with heroin. He has an overdose and dies and she feels bad about it. So she's manifesting this bullshit. It sucks. Well, that is something to feel bad about, you know. It's not like, it's not even like, oh, yeah, I used to be this skinny emaciated fucking heroin addict and to get over my fucking troubles i started eating cupcakes and shit it's like the whole thing is just silly sorry but shit speaking of which my stomach is turning and i might have to run in diarrhea all over the place, Joe. <laughs> and we still got a bunch to talk about. How <laughs> yeah. um, do you still have movies to I do? How many? Two. Joe, stretch them out. I cannot bring my phone with me. All right. Thank you. Ooh, I got a so Tom should know. By now, dump before the, you know. I also had a bit of a stomach issue throughout the day today, but uh, seems to have been cleared up. Uh, even though I ate some uh, ramen not too long ago with the uh, with a lot of that uh, cock sauce. I forgot what it's called, sriracha something, whatever. That shit's hot. I love it. But that's kind of stupid to do when your stomach's already all roiling and boiling and you've been in the shitter for a lot of the part of the day. But anyway, nobody ever said I was smart. Um, so the movie that I watched is called In My Mother's Skin. And uh, if you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, well, this is like a... Filipino remake of Pan's Labyrinth, kind of, sort of. There's a lot of similarities uh, between the two movies. So this one also, like that one, takes place uh, in a war-torn area, war-torn country, you know, and that other, the latter's case, it was Spain and their uh, revolution or whatever. And this one, it's fucking World War II. And the Philippines, they got fucked over like a lot of people did by the Japanese. Japanese were just in there fucking shit up, you know. Americans took their time getting there to, to clean house on that shit. Anyway, this guy is a successful merchant. He has his house, his nice spacious house, isolated a bit uh, away from the cities, villages, what have you. So... He still seems to be doing okay, but uh, maybe not. Maybe he stole some gold from the Japanese, and they might be wanting it back. Uh, well, there is a guy that definitely wants it, and he is working with the Japanese. So he comes over to talk to these folks. Uh, the guy's got a pretty wife, but she's very sickly. 
you know, something's wrong with her. She's not doing too good, you know, coughing all the time and whatnot. And uh, he's got two children, young daughter, young son, and they're kids. They don't know what the fuck, you know. They got a dog. They're a good family, right? They got it all. But anyway, the dad has to go off, go answer some questions, you see. And uh, he's gone for a few days, and they're like, what the fuck? Is he ever coming back? Mom's getting sicker. So the kids decide to go out for a walk. And they come across like a an old, decrepit-looking house. They go in there. There's dead bodies in there. Or the other kid, he's wandering around. He finds a bunch of dead bodies in a ditch. And then the girl encounters a fairy. You see, and this is where I'm glad that Tom's not here because he would have just started giggling right now. And this is, you know, he will when he listens to it. So they, she encounters this fairy. That says, you know, the fairy's like, hey, I can help you out, whatever. I can, you know, give this to your mom and uh, and she'll be all right, you know. And it's a jar with a uh, cicada in it, you know. And the cicadas, they let the fairy know what's going on all over the place. So the girl's reluctant, but she finally gives the mom the, the jar and out crawls a little cicada or whatever. And it crawls into the mom's mouth. And the mom's up the next day. Hey, holy shit, it worked. You know, mom's fine. She's not. She's hungry. For blood. That's right. Mom's going through some changes. Shit's not good. And from there, things get more and more fucked up. You know? And uh, the fairy, she's not on the side of good. Nope. She's on the side of evil. Bad shit happens. Bad shit. Uh, if you don't like movies where dogs get hurt or where children get hurt, this has both of those. So it's a double whammy. Uh, it's got some, some decent effects. It's got some not-so-decent effects with the CGI. But I'm very impressed with this movie. I liked Pan's Labyrinth a lot. And if he, you know... If we want to call this a remake, it's a damn good remake. You know, it's done on a much smaller budget, but uh, but it's good. And it has that rarity of having children that can actually act, that can pull off their job. Uh, there's some things you don't see in a whole lot of movies, like a kid getting shot. Uh, it's kind of shocking to see that thing. There's also a scene where the little girl is uh she's about to shoot somebody you know she's got a pistol in her hand and she fires that fucking and she gets knocked on her ass from the from the you know blowback from the gun like hey that's you know it's kind of funny but it's like shit you never see that you know it's like yeah uh if you never shot a gun more especially you're a kid that's gonna fuck i recommend this flick i have final assessment yet but it will more than likely make a list this year uh it streaming i think i watched it on amazon and i recommend it i fucking dug it hey tom's back sorry about that joe the bubble gut started to hit the percolator popped off and 
Luckily, I didn't have to hose down my legs. However, I don't, I'm not sure if I got everything out, but, you know, I knew you were doing this and waiting, so I shoved my butt crack full of toilet paper, came back down here, sat down too quick, and ended up fucking my own butt with <laughs> wadded up paper. But that's all right. Now, the final movie I watched. Uh, I had more time. You did. You told me that. That's what I was doing. Uh, It's called Fist, the Fist of the Condor. And this is a weird one, too, because I think it's this is maybe from Peru or some shit. But it's. Yeah. You know who else is from Peru, don't you? Mr. Belvedere? Paddington. That's right. Um, Paddington is making a list, but or it is a martial arts flick, you know, that from Peru or some Spanish speaking country. And I'm going to tell you right now, this motherfucker's badass. This is a good movie. This is a, you don't need much when you make a Kung Fu or martial arts thing. You don't need much in the way of story. And this one doesn't have much, you know, it's about, two brothers that are at odds with each other you know they have fucking gone to war tom they've gone to war uh and it all stems from this book this ancient book tom that teaches a mystical martial art that can elevate you to the peak of perfection that'll make you unstoppable tom so we uh during the course of the movie in between all the fights and shit and <laughs> god damn are these some well choreographed fights? You know, this shit looks good. Uh, but, you know, if you're not into the like old school shit where people can jump real high and sit or like spin around like 20 times in the air, this isn't for you. It's definitely for me. Whole lot of fun. Uh, characters that are distinctive that's another thing you need in a martial arts flick you know something that makes them stand out you know this has that this has some ridiculous training uh montage shit. you know it's not a montage but the movie does have some weird music okay I'll, I'll give it yeah um and then the movie stops and I thought it was another chapter break, holding chapters. But then the credits start rolling. It's like, what the fuck just happened? This movie just stopped. It didn't, you know, where's the big final confrontation that we were waiting for? And I looked it up, you know, like maybe I missed something. Maybe the brothers were the same person. And it's like, you know, it's trying to be philosophical about it. I said, no way. I No way I would have fucking missed that. I was into this movie. I was watching it. You know, I wasn't on my phone or anything. But no, it just stopped. And nothing online tells me of like, hey, you know, this is going to be a, a two-part movie, you know, like, like everything fucking is, you know, but I don't know. But goddamn, was it good until that moment, until that jarring moment where I didn't get all oh, the, the final confrontation between the two brothers uh this will probably make a list even though it 
let you down is and you awesome. wanted more for those of you that want to watch it no it's not condor man group uh i've never watched condor man i you know i wanted to when i was a kid and then i don't know if that's ever been on dvd or blu-ray or anything i think that's a disney property how you know maybe they're ashamed of it or something but yes fist of the condor i'm hoping for a sequel because i would like a little conclusion you know i would like some closure in my life as they say people in therapy and all that uh but that's all i watch tom <sighs> joe hey tom got any uh george kennedy facts I, again, did not look up George Kennedy facts, but hopefully we'll get another chance for that, you know, if you've chosen wisely after this, you know, to continue on the George Kennedy horror road that we've been on, which, uh, not very good entry this time, Tom, and we're talking about brain dead. From 1990. This has a all-star cast with uh, what's the guy's name? Pullman, Bill Pullman. Also has another Bill that is no longer with us, and that's Bill Paxton. It has Bud Court from one of my favorite movies, Harold and Maude. You know, and of course we've got. George Kennedy. This flick is about a guy that's a neuroscientist. He studies the brain and, you know, he specializes in people that have had breakdowns and, you know, schizophrenia and shit like that. And uh, he's got a collection of brains. But this movie is all about falling brains, you know. So a lot of brains in jars fall. And... This guy is being recruited to like, hey, there's this other guy that's just gone crazy on us and he has some secrets that we need. In his he's mind. not so much being recruited as he's being coerced into helping a buddy do some unethical things so the buddy can keep his job. Well, I was going to get to that. Tom. <laughs> so when the recruitment doesn't work... He begins to get, as Tom said, coerced, you know, or as I would say, coerced, you know, tomato, tomato. Hey! Uh, he uh, interviews the guy that they want him to do this operation on to recover his memories or shut him the fuck down, you know, so he doesn't tell anybody the secret information but what secret information? Why is he being hired for this? Well, there's a company that this gentleman works for that he has some numbers that are never explained, but this company needs the numbers that is in this guy's head for some reason, for something. So you got to say there's a big company behind this. 
Yeah, what Tom just said. Uh, I don't know, because I'm already... <laughs> Why not? Because it sucks, and none of this means fucking anything. It's all bullshit with five minutes of actual movie, and it all sucks dick. Not just any dick, but the dicks of a dead dog, you see. The guy's hit by a car... His head hits the windshield. No, you can't say, oh, the guy's hit by a car. There's a very clumsily shot auto accident. And it's shot clumsily because you're really not supposed to know what happened. Just that somebody got hit by a car, maybe. Uh, and from there, it's just a series of strange things happening or not happening because this guy's fucking been... In, I'm uh, hit by a car. I just keep having seizures. And these are all my seizure visions. Fuck yeah. you. Why don't you all go suck a dick making me watch this fucking bullshit? Fuck everybody who had anything to do with this movie. Except George Kennedy. Who is Fuck great. him. Uh, yeah, he is the president of the company that Tom spoke of. And just fuck it tearing it up with some again tremendous acting you know doesn't give a shit how bad the production is he's gonna give it his all and that's what he did yeah i don't i'm not uh, fond of this kind of movie they make a lot of them where at the end it's like oh he was you know suffering the whole time and this was just you know you know that worked uh maybe and like jacob's ladder i like that the same shit, you know, carnival. Yeah, that's like this, but this sucks all the dicks in the room. Yeah, carnival of souls, where she was dead the whole fucking time, you know, uh, the hellraiser, uh, where that shit happened to, you know, it's, it's, you know, th this one is the worst of them, though, that I'd say. This, this was just shit, just one thing after another. Uh, there's a scene where guys like, like a closet is a ledge and there's some shitty ass superimposed sky behind him. Yeah, it, it sucks. Bill Pullman, he's a great actor now, but there was a long period of time that I just thought he sucked. You know, he he grew into his job eventually. This is one of the moments where he sucks. He just fucking no charisma. Uh, don't give a fuck about him. His line delivery is shit. Of course, he doesn't have much to work with because there's not much of a script. You know, even uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? The other, the Bill Paxton. The guy from Frailty. Yeah, who is usually fucking excellent. But if you don't have anything to work with, you're going to suck too. And he does. Uh, not, not a good movie at all. And... I guess there's a reason I hadn't seen it before because uh, nobody talks about it, you know? I guess the people that have seen it, they don't fucking remember, you know? Not good. Yeah. Uh, old Dio enthusiast Kyle Gash shows up at the very end under a, a mask. But... Beyond that, there's nothing really noteworthy. He plays one of the fucking doctors operating, if you were wondering. <laughs> but yeah, this is 
this is just a big fuck you. It's just, it's just who cares? Once you find out what this is, it's just, well, who gives a fuck? Fuck you. Yeah, well, and that's essentially what the filmmakers are saying to the audience. Fuck you. You know, because, you know, yeah. Yeah, like this whole movie happens because the car accident was shot like it was in cheese balls. Just as shoddy and, you know, confusing as it can be to where you're not really sure what happened and who it happened to. So it's purposely garbage. So the bulk of just stuff can happen. Oh, this guy killed this guy, but they're saying I'm this guy, but he's coming back and saying, no, I'm really him. But is he really me? What's going on? Oh, I was hit by a car. So my fucking brain's broken and the doctors are trying to save me from dying. But yeah, I just died. So who cares? All right. Bye. Shout out to home video where anything could have got made and released. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck this. Uh, we watched a lot of shit. Uh, Masters of Horror, Hellraiser, Andy Sedaris shit, Gamera. This is up there with them. Yeah, I'll put this one like with Paddington for sure. I don't know. You're a fucking racist, Joe. So, let's do uh, one more George Kennedy movie. You tell me. And then when we come back in the new year, we'll do another director series. You know, we've had, we've had a good track record with this guy in the past. We watched the Machete movies, which we both liked. We both liked Planet Terror. So let's fucking knock a couple more out. We'll do Sin City and A Dame to Kill 4, which you never seen, so it'll be fucking great. You'll be able to see that movie finally. So let me know the George Kennedy joint, and when we start the new year, we'll uh, take, a, take a trip down the back alley of Sin City, and you might be able to find everything you need, Joe. How about that? All right. We need something good to watch, you see, <laughs> to start things out with. <laughs> I liked Death Ship. Um, Tom, Spider-Man is number what, 188? 188. And it turns out I read this one earlier in the week. Hmm. And I couldn't remember shit. And when I reread it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's another issue of Spider-Man. That's why. Hey, Tom, I read it an hour ago, and I can hardly fucking read it. <laughs> Very forgettable tale uh, featuring Jigsaw, uh, the who would eventually become a Punisher villain, one of the main Punisher villains. He's just well, a... Punisher showed up in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man first, you see. Uh, yeah, someone <laughs> had an okay cover. You know, I, I kind of like that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't okay. It's just different. 
it's different enough for me to like it. You know? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I didn't like anything going on in here. Uh, what they're going on a boat cruise, a midnight boat cruise. Old Pete and the gang, and Mary, uh, Aunt May's nursing home now. And hey, fucking Peter Parker finally shows some uh, emotion. Not you know him being a prick. You know he breaks down and starts crying. You know like man, you know I've let you down, Aunt May, and you have, you have, dude. This guy has totally let down the one woman that's been there for him through all kinds of shit. Uh, what a fucking prick. Uh, that's my big takeaway out of uh, rereading or reading for the first time all this fucking uh, years. We've read years now of Spider-Man. Is he's not a likable character at all. You know, he's just a prick. Uh, yeah, this is another stupid shit. Uh, it's yeah. a it's a continuation from the uh, last issue. It was part of old Jigsaw's plan to uh, get the power grid all fucked up so they can take uh, Jameson's son's body out of cryostasis. Right. And then his fucking henchmen are a bunch of bitches and starts fucking bitching and moaning and saying, oh, we're always getting beat. I'm scared of the Spider-Mans. Oh, why can't we do some stuff that, you know, will help us? All right, let's go rob a cruise ship. Oh, God damn it, Spider-Man's here, too. And then Jigsaw has the fucking ability. You know, old ruthless-ass Jigsaw, I'll kill any motherfucker for anything. Oh, I don't have it in me to shoot the Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's how that ends. Uh, over in Marvel... <laughs> Up, it was uh, Doctor Strange this week, and then in uh, the one, uh, more of the Magia, you know, called Mafia, they call them the Magia. And, uh, that was they didn't want to get sued by the family, you see, and that was not good. Uh, Marvel team ups, the better one because it's got John Bernhardt and uh, Chris Claremont's doing some cool shit there, amazing, anything but. Yeah, it sucks a dick. Mm. Hey, Joe. Hmm. You like lists? Not really. Yeah, when uh, he ever asked, you know, what's the list? Hey, what am I doing right now? Oh, I'm cleaning the bathroom. All right, let's do our top five cleaning products. Yeah, because that's a list we haven't done, you know? That's right. You guys asked for it, so you're getting it. Bucks. Uh, and at number five on that list, I have Comet. You know what? That shit works. Works real good. It's cheap. Cheap as fuck, you know? I bet you everybody here watching, all three, four of you, has some Comet under the sink. Hmm. You know the Panners named their dog Comet. Yes. It's the family from Full House. At number five, I have acetone. You know, it's kind of a harsh chemical. Probably shouldn't rub it all over your hands to get shit off of it, but it works, and sometimes you think that's the right thing to do. So, 
acetone. At number four, I have mean green. Yep, all the, the grease cutting mean green. This is the best thing you can get to clean your fucking grill, you know? Get it out there and get that grill shining up again. And uh yeah, shit works. Probably use it on a lot of shit that I shouldn't. But fuck it, it works. My number four, you know, you're out working on your car, whether it doing something in the hood, under the hood, getting your fucking changing your brakes out. Um, doing where the hood at? Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Not going to say the next one because of the end person. <laughs> Resting in power, mint dark man. So, you know, you're under the hood, 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 doing some work on your car. And then you got all this grease all over your mitts. You're just, oh, I'll just wash them with some Dawn. I see them. They stick fucking ducks underwater after they're covered in oil. Some Dawn's in there and it all comes off them. And the ducks can fucking go wah, wah, and fucking walk and be happy and live uncancerous lives. Delicious. But, you know, but they do. you know, you humans on your human skin, you try and use that to get it doesn't work. So you got to get that orange tub of Gojo. Put a little bit of that all over your hands and poof, automatically off. So I think those commercials may be fibbing to you. <laughs> At number three, I have a window cleaner. I guess you could see Dex, but you can get the fucking... Uh, generic brand it works just as good if it's that blue shit god damn is that good for making that uh mirror getting all the fucking dust and shit off of it you know hey you know there's another mirror oh shit let's do the windows now because this stuff works really good mirar hmm? mirar you see yes <laughs> joe my number three is good old-fashioned alcohol. You can clean a lot of fucking shit up with rubbing alcohol from, like, paint and perma blood on your hands to microchips and computer pieces and such. Good stuff. You can, you can even clean out legal marijuana pipes with it. You put some in a Ziploc bag, put a little salt in there, shake it around, liquid sandpaper, baby. Also good for cleaning a wound, you know? Oh, shit. No. Most doctors would say don't use that shit. Hmm. Well, I do. It's all right. At number two, Tom, and I'm pretty sure you thought this was going to be my number one. It's old fabuloso. God damn, you know? It just smells so fucking great, you know? It's like... You know you walk into a place and you smell that fabulous. It just smells fucking clean. This place has been cleaned well because I smell the fabuloso. They should make fucking fabuloso candles. You know, that would be great. This shit is badass. Fabuloso. Fabuloso. 
It is so... Joe, if we were of the same race, our number twos would have lined up perfectly. Unfortunately, I'm a dirty fucking barn elf, and you're a Mexican-American gentleman. And my number two is lemon-scented Mr. Clean. Does it work? I don't know, but after you use it, it smells like it worked. I'm always disappointed when I go to the store and they're out of lemon scented and I got to get the blue shit or something. I was like, oh, I know if it worked or not now. This right. is fucked. But yeah, it's these little things that divide us, Joe. As a people, we need to get over these hurdles and just know that Mr. Clean is far superior than Fabuloso. No. <laughs> Tom, at number one, toilet paper for cleaning your ass, you see. But you can clean other shit with it, too. You know, get a nosebleed or something, you know. You stick it up there in your fucking nose and clean your nose up, you know. Uh, maybe you dropped something, you know, in the toilet. In the bathroom and you're like, ah, fuck, you know. Oh, I don't have any paper towels here. Got some toilet paper. It's a quick fixer upper, is what it is, Tom. In fact, that's a good logo for it. A quicker fixer upper. Yeah, they should start using that. Uh, toilet paper. Maybe they should call it the quilted picker fixer upper. Double ply. Hmm. Well, my number one, you know, we were talking about a lot of harsh chemicals on this list. But, you know, sometimes the good old organic, natural, chemical-free way will work. And any time you can just use water to clean anything and avoid those harsh chemicals, because it brings life after all, Joe. So I went with... Water. Pretty good, Tom. Thanks. It's a thinking man's number one. It is. It's a thinking man's list this week. <laughs> Next week, I didn't even have to pick shit because it's that time of fucking year. We're doing not one, but two lists. And not just two lists, but they'll actually be honorable mentions for this one. So we're doing our best and worst movies of 2023. And then uh, we're going to fuck off for a week and be back and talk about fucking Mickey Rourke and shit. But Joe, let me ask you a question before we fuck off and tell all these people to have a wonderful fucking holiday season. Mostly Christmas because we know our audience and hopefully they'll be able to spend fucking great times with their families or maybe just feel a little less suicidal that day. Joe, let me ask you something. You like presents? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't, Tom. Hmm. Uh Whenever I get a present for you, I'm always reluctant to open it live on air. 
because it may be child pornography. I was thinking the same shit. I was going to say, well, Joe, before I open this on YouTube, can I? <laughs> All right. So, Joe, before I open this on YouTube, can I? I think you can, Tom. I think Tom got me a little something. As you can see, it's got the Disney Princesses gift wrap that he uh, likes to use quite a bit. He kind of wrapped it like a bag. As in, not really wrapped it, but kind of did. And fuck yes. The much coveted, long sought after Showgirls 2. Been meaning to order this myself for quite a while. I guess I know what I'm watching next. Old Pennies from Heaven. Goddamn. Thank you. So, spoiler alert, in 2024, we will finally get to that one. And an acrylic car stand. I thought it said car, because I can't read for shit, I guess. An acrylic card stand. For cards, you see. Maybe you should open it up. Oh. There's <laughs> probably a car of something here. Oh, and it's got a card. <laughs> With the star of Blade, the series. That is quite humorous. I know he had to take a day out of his life to sign a stack of cards. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. Thank you. And I got this from old Joe. He went festive with it. Yeah. Here we go. So it's harder to get open because it's not wrapped like a bag. Oh. Maybe I should hold it up and unwrap it here. So we can, what's it called, clip this and do unboxing videos. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. <laughs> you see, I don't have to use my hat anymore. Now I have a container that I can put my marmalade sandwiches in. You see. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, because you were here, but I was trying to keep my hat on with the sandwich underneath, and it was cumbersome. And that's a saying to keep your head on, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that for sure. And cumbersome. <laughs> I have become. Mm, become. That's honey. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, I hope you have a fucking <laughs> quiet. That's be puke, Joe. Anyways, what? Everybody, have fucking great holidays, whatever you celebrate, even if you don't, even if you're a bunch of fucking satanic fucks. 
hopefully you can get over your fucking mental retardation and just learn to spend time with your family and friends because that's what the shit's about. You don't have to put religion behind it, even though he is the reason for the season. He is risen. Fuck. That's Easter. Anyways, you just get together with your friends and family and just fucking enjoy your shits and all that and just try and be... A little less miserable for those couple days, because you know, right after everybody's gonna be hitting you. You gotta pay this. You gotta pay this. This is due. This is due. This is due. So that's coming. So enjoy the time you have now, Joe. I hope you and yours have fucking great times again. Thank you. Terrific. Um, uh, Merry Christmas to all the family for me, and uh, I hope it's a good one. Me too. Me too, Joe. <laughs> but uh, hey, DWNProductions.net, just because I have to say it, I'm not going to sell you on shit because it's Christmas time. FastCustomShirts.com. I'm still fairly busy. I'm going to be in the shop all week until I head out for the Christmas stuff. Uh had order coming today, which is uh, I have to give this customer a call. I said, Hey, I'm hoping you don't think you're getting this for Christmas, right? And you've ordered shit we haven't made in a long time. Uh, Hey, you should have got it done by now. Really, you know. Merry Christmas, everybody. And again, uh, we won't be here next Sunday. We will be back the 27th with our last show of the year. And uh, just check the YouTube page. There'll be shit going up. Tales from the Crypt will be up. I'll have a couple more movie reviews, a deep Blu-ray review, and uh, maybe Joe will get some of the Christmas spirits in him and say, Hey, Tom, let's record and talk about Emmett Otter, you fuck. And I'll say, all right. But everybody, oh, 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 Merry Christmas and boy gob. A long December, and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than last I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving Now the days go by so fast it's one more day up in the canyons And it's one more night in Hollywood If you think that I could be forgiven I wish you would Na 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 The smell of whispittles in winter Feeling that it's all a lot of oysters but no pearls All at once you look across a crowded room To see the way the light attaches to a girl One more night up in the canyons 
And it's one more night in Hollywood. If you think you might come to California, I think you should. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Go up to Hillside Manor sometime after 2 a.m. And talked a little while about the year. I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower. Makes you talk a little lower about the things you could not show her. A long December, and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than the last I can't remember all the times I tried to tell myself Hold on to these moments as they pass It's one dead day up in the canyon And it's one more night in Hollywood It's been long since I've seen the ocean I guess I should Na 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 Yeah 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 Na 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 na